right. Hey, everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Good afternoon. This is the ItCast Real Talk on Sex, and I am your host, Nika Shirell. Uh, the ItCast is our community outreach podcast that increases diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. We have some events coming up this season. Uh, please check out The Chase coming November 4th through 7th. Uh, super fun event. We're going to get together and hang out in the woods, camping, hot tubs, and other fun playthings. You can uh, learn more at, ch uh, at chase.pet. Chase.pet. Um, and then we also have the Global Sexual Health and Freedom Summit. Uh, we're going to have that coming to you February 4th and 5th, 2023, all virtual, and early bird tickets are going to be coming soon. You can RSVP at sexhealthsummit.com. If you want to get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, visit the link tree to book a free connection session. Uh, love to talk to you, get to know what you are interested in and how we can move forward. Also, ask us anything uh, right here on the show, right now, any other time. We have a link in the link tree where you can go and submit your questions. Uh, and, you know, we want to hear from you. Our guests want to contribute. We want to contribute. So definitely check out the link in the comments. Uh, you can get access to our bonus content on Patreon. Uh, we'll do the after chat and the green room so you can see how me and the guests hang and uh, definitely check that out. Subscribe to this YouTube channel and share with your community. All right, let's dive in. This week's topic is real talk on the divinity of sex magic. And today in the booth, we have Iris Divine. Iris has the gift of divine communication as a child and as long as she can remember. As she grew up in age uh, and abilities, her heart continued to pull her away from the Christianic background as she continued to question her place in the within the religion. Eventually, her heart and the Most High led her to divination via tarot, astrology, meditation, giving her the peace she longed for, longed to experience. Now, as a hoodoo practitioner and divination counselor who has found her healing, she is ready to help others do the same. Iris continues to do healing work for her community via her divination services and donating her time and labor to Black liberation. Iris believes that her purpose to help connect her, her community to their spirituality and their own purpose, one card at a time. Iris, come on to the show. Hello. I'm so excited. <laughs> you are gorgeous. Thank you for your compliments before we started recording. But ma'am, you are the blueprint. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And for all of y'all, I was just acknowledging, I mean, the beauty and the beautiful energy that you have brought to this space is huge. Thank you. Um, uh, so, okay. Tell us a bit about yourself and why you chose to do the show. Oh gosh. Okay. So I recently recommitted to something that I really want to do, which is to give healing services. Um, I really love divination work. I love communing with spirits, our honorable ancestors, the most high. And I feel like I am the best version of myself when I'm able to help facilitate others' healings. Um, people naturally gravitate towards me and lay their burdens down and you know, their sorrow and pain. And I was like, this is great, but I need boundaries. And I feel like healers historically have often died poor or um, not taken care of by their community. And I was just like, 
I know that I have a gift, but I also deserve to be compensated for. And that is so capitalistic, but at the same time, it's an energy exchange. You wanna make sure that you are allowing your healers to live in a healthy way um, because they're helping to facilitate your healing as well. I decided to do the show because I've been wanting to just get back out there. I, I was, I've done a lot of press work with the previous organization in Sacramento that I did work with. And I love being on the stage. I'm a Leo. I love the spotlight. Like let's not even be humble about it. <laughs> um, and I've, I've had dreams of having my own podcast and it's been a few years since I've done a podcast. And I love sex. I, I think it is beautiful. I want especially Black women, Black queer people to reclaim our bodies again. There are women who don't know how to please themselves. There are women who have shame around their bodies and touching themselves. There are women who haven't even had an orgasm. Can we even talk about the orgasm gap? And so... (laughs) Hello. (laughs) And and we deserve pleasure because pleasure is healing. Pleasure, um, we we bring life into this being with pleasure. And there are so many people who I feel like are creating karmic debt because they're trying to sustain around these religious values um, that breed shame. And it's at the end of the day, like our bodies, our ancestors did what they had to do so we could have the freedom. We need to be busting nuts that they weren't able to bust. We need to be able, we, and, and, and it, it, it's, 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 it's a stress reliever. It's something we can use to make, help make ourselves happy. It's something that we can use to manifest, which is something we'll be talking about. And I'm just so angry because I know that there's so much shame and resentment around our bodies, our clitorises. Can we even talk about the anus? Like, right? <laughs> there's so many parts. Yeah. And I just, I want Black women specifically to reclaim their bodies in the form of pleasure, Um, especially because it's just like, you deserve it. You work hard, you wear multiple hats. And at the end of the day, if you're not being pleased, something's wrong. And it's not an equivalent exchange. And I believe in an equivalent exchange and an orgasm. It doesn't give more equivalent than that. But yes, you asked why I decided to be on the show. Um, I really was excited because I, I just, I, I want to continue exploring my sexuality as a queer Black woman. Um, and that's a part of Black liberation for me as well, is to liberate our bodies through receiving and giving pleasure equally. Wow. Thank you. I love that. I mean, that's so true because pleasure and sexuality is not equitable. Like we don't talk about that. We talk about it from the, you know, the gender perspective, you know, and there's a lot of that context, but even just the, like the conversation around who's had access to pleasure, who's uh, like body autonomy. There's so many different layers. And I love the way, like, you're just so real with it. Like (laughs) I was not expecting the busted nuts comment. Thank you. (laughs) oh like this is and this is the real stuff that we need to talk about um I did want to just circle back to that whole capitalism part it's not capitalist it's equitable like let's treat each other equitably so that we can actually grow and rise together same thing for pleasure yes 
because it, it, it deserve, we deserve it. We deserve it. Um, I eventually want to do like sex therapy work and show black women, um, black people, black gender, whatever, how to receive pleasure. Um, and, and due to gender conformity, there are even men who are walking around who haven't realized the full extent of their pleasure. The fact that, you know, men and penis holders uh, usually get circumcised and there's so much feeling. It, could you imagine someone clipping off of your the tip of your clit? Like- They do that in places. <laughs> <laughs> they do. And it's like men, aren't able to really facilitate the full extent of their own pleasure because the shame around their g-spot and the fact that their genitals are mutilated without their consent and that's a whole another topic so it, it, it not only is affecting women and um, vagina holders but men too to some extent um and that took a lot of healing to be able to say <laughs> yeah you know but yeah. yeah okay my mind is blanking so do you want to take oh. it from here absolutely <laughs> shit my bad i was stuck on the circumcisions and how true that is <laughs> you reinstating that it does happen and i don't even want to get like the fact that women and vagina holders in other countries are being circumcised as well due to the fact that it, they feel like it'll make a woman more pure right. and or, or not make her slutty or like the clitoris is a button to hell or some shit that Christians spew and people who are stuck in these religious contexts spew. We just need to get back to indigenous spiritual practices because it is killing, it is continuing to kill us. And yeah. that's where a lot of our healing can come from. And I've seen it, I'm a product of that. Yeah, no, sexual repression is real. And it's, uh, you know, I will say it's a global phenomenon. I think that the, it happens in different ways in different spaces, but the shame and the fear that we put on it is exactly what keeps us from having the pleasure that we can have. Mm -hmm. now, I, I remember back when I was in high school, I was talking to a friend of mine, we were talking about sex and I forget exactly what was said, but I stopped and I looked at her and I was like, you know, sex is supposed to be pleasurable, right? And that like blew her mind. Like it was one of those moments where it didn't even occur to me how, like how un inside of the world that people live in that thought is. You know, the fact that that blew her mind blew my mind. Cause I was like, and she's, uh, we checked in, uh, you know, recently and she's like, I still have the best sex of my life. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> It's so necessary to be talking about these things and be talking about what works and what doesn't. If you continue to shut down the conversation, we're never going to have the progression we need so that everybody feels whole and complete, you know, empowered. Yes, and that's so important. That starts with our sad ass examples of sex education in the United States. It's bad. You have people with vaginas thinking that they need to douche. You have men who think that people with vaginas who don't douche are gross. You have women who and people with vaginas who don't understand that discharge is natural and that your vagina isn't supposed to smell like dandelions and gumdrops. Um, and you also have the fact that because men aren't educated how to take care of their bodies, they're throwing off the vagina's pH. And right. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, have you heard of the pussy glitter? Yeah, and the coochie pills and, <laughs> and those really bad stripping washes. 
Um, douching was something I was never into either, like glitter, and then it's supposed to give you a certain taste, but it's sugary. And I'm like, that is the recipe for BV, yeast infections, and a whole other of issues. Doesn't sugar um, turn to yeast? Somebody huh? check me on my science, but I think sugar turns to yeast. I could be wrong. It, the bacteria in our coochies will basically eat it and multiply, and it, it makes the it either makes the vagina's um, system more acidic or more basic. Either way, it's not good for the vaginas because it naturally balances itself out. Mm -hmm. And like, why are we over here trying to perform tricks and services with our vaginas? And I just I don't understand it. <laughs> Plus the acrobatics, we're just. <laughs> And that that's real. You know, when I mentioned the sugar, I'm like, I feel like sugar is used not just like creating yeast infections, but like when you're mm -hmm. cooking and shit <laughs> like that. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. But no, it's so real. It's so real because the body does have this way of cleansing itself and making itself whole and complete. And it's dangerous. You know, that type of shaming is dangerous and it keeps us from that connection with ourselves. Um, I won't lie. I I've had even recently this moment where I was like, I have to do extra stuff to please this person because like it has to look a certain way and feel a certain way. And there are these norms that it's so easy to buy into based on cultural context. Um, and that's not how I like to have sex. Like, I don't like the disconnect and the performative aspect and like, you know, everything that I do is for the like, like I don't get to be engaged in the experience wholly and completely. It's like, I have to serve whatever your needs are. Not enjoy like the gift of pleasure with you, but like suiting myself to your needs. So just some more breakdowns. We could go all day about this and it's just, and there was something that crossed my mind and it's escaping me right now. But um, yeah, and even when talking about orgasm, like orgasms don't always have to be the end goal. Um, and because there's often shame with partners who are trying to please. And it's like, if there's dryness, there's multiple reasons of why you're dry or not lubricating. There's shame around that and, and internalizations of why I can't achieve an orgasm or the person who's trying to please you can't achieve an orgasm. The brain is the biggest sex organ. And if your brain isn't aligned or if you're on antidepressants or if you're not eating healthy or super stressed out, your body's not going to be able to perform pleasure in the ways they you you want it to and and porn is not making sex realistic and there's some things that if you know that you can take from porn and add your own twist to it but at the end of the day it can become dangerous because it's not talking about the foreplay aspects and heating people up and checking in and making sure hey is this okay um consent a lot of us don't even understand consent and there are a lot of people who don't realize that they've been taken advantage of. And there are people who know or don't know that they're taking advantage of the people they're having sex with as well. I was just talking yesterday about the aspects of stealthing um, and how that can be, um, you know, really, really harmful to people. It's, and it's like, you know, when the person takes the condom off or lies about wearing a condom. Yeah, and, and so- yeah, I've never heard that phrase, but thank you for defining and creating that. 
yeah yeah and it's 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 a whole thing and like there's so many things that we need to heal but when it comes to our bodies that's why i'm so passionate about sex and pleasure which is why i'm grateful to be on your show thank you thank you um i just want to call out for anyone out there who is confused when you have a sexual experience with your partner that wasn't agreed upon that's abuse that's rape that's illegal like stealthing if you stealth yeah <laughs> like if you're out there and you're like i don't want to use a condom and like i'm just gonna do it anyway that's right like let's just call it what it is call it out and don't be daft about it you know like there's a lot of faces and ways that this can look. So consent is hugely important. It's huge. And I have the experience that in some cultures, it's just not the way things are supposed to be. You know, you don't talk about it, you just dive into it. And that not talking about it, not checking in with your partner, it, it takes so much out of the experience because then like, there's all these questions, there's all these confusions. You don't even know the rules of the game you're playing. Like, and that's what consent is. It's like, how can I win at this game? Learn the fucking rules. Mm -hmm. But there are women who don't even know that they are allowed to have rules, that they're allowed to say, I don't like this, or you didn't please me, or not being honest. And, and men, I feel like the conversations that they're just using vaginas to basically jack off and masturbate with. Um, and, and that's a whole issue too. There are men who don't even like women. They're just sexually attracted to us, but emotionally that's not the case. Um, you know, and there's shame around sexuality and forcing men and women and other genders to be in relationships or to be hosting societal standards that they're not even passionate about or care about. And then yeah. that goes like domestic abuse and so there's so many ways we can have this conversation um and at the end of the day i just want people to be able to experience healing sexual pleasure before they leave yes okay we're gonna dive into that in just a second but i just wanted to double back to porn like anal especially y'all have no idea what it takes to get an anus ready to take a dick like they take all that shit out and you just think wham let me go for it don't do that shit at home <laughs> read a book learn some things don't do that shit. Um, all right so let's talk about like we talked about orgasms and pleasure we're touching a bit on manifestation let's talk about manifestation and magic like just yes. A, yeah yes my brain is like where do i start first um and honestly the, my my mind first goes to like astrology, mental stimulation, meditation. And when we are having an orgasm, that is essentially a portal that we're opening up, whether it be a portal to create a child or a portal um, of what we're thinking about. Um, and it, it's like a spark of creation. So when you're talking about astrology, you have Aries season. And um, I don't know if you've noticed, but usually around Aries season is when like the actual, for me, the uh, real new year starts, or it can be one of the many new years, like you were talking about previously about your birthday being a new year for you. Um, so when you have airy season, all the animals are getting frisky and they're mating and they're getting ready to create a wave of individuals within their community. Um, so Aries is the first spark of life. Aries is the fire that um, was created that started civilization, if you want to even go into it. But when you have an orgasm, that's that, that's that, um, 
fire energy of creation, of creativity, um, of, there's so many words and my brain's like stuck, but, and then you have that spark and usually when you're building up your orgasm or you're touching yourself to create like lubrication or stimulation, you can basically think of the things that you want to bring into the world, what goals that you have. Um, and you're just, as you come closer and reach climax, um, what I like to do is envision that, um, a white light is exiting my head or my forehead with, um, the message that I want to send to the most high. Some people pray to manifest. Some people meditate to manifest. Some people do ritual work. I do a little bit of everything. And you're sending that white light of this is what I want and calling it out and sending it up to the universe. And I've done that before, um, especially when there was the the desk. Um, I don't I don't know what to call it. There was a desk of a decrease of deaths because everybody suddenly had to work from home and go to school. Oh, <laughs> the great desk shortage. Gotcha. Yes. <laughs> That's the word. And I, my desk was supposed to come in October and school started in August. And I was like, I'm gonna go manifest with my coochie. And, and you no, know, I just laid down and I started envisioning the desk already being in my room because I already had it set up. And I was just like, the desk is the final piece. And arriving, the desk arriving, how I'd feel when I'd open it, envisioning myself getting it from the door and, and getting ready to climax. And I was just like, my desk is already here. It's going to arrive on time. It's already here. It's already taken care of. And then the and then lo and behold, the desk arrives a week before school starts. And I get a, I literally yell, I manifested this with my pussy. And <laughs> I realized that my neighbors were across and they were just, you know, they were barbecued and cutting hair on their balcony. And they were just looking at each other and looking at me. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> this is my desk. Um, yes. And and people don't even realize that. And then um and I also suffer from uterine fibroids. Um, and my friend who also does uh, some of the same um, magic manifestation, food practitioner work, um, she told me, she was like, you can call in the healing energy of the universe as you're climaxing. So it's the same thing, except shooting something out like a text message. You are bringing in that healing energy. So stimulating yourself, lubricating, building it up, and then imagining that healing energy. And when you imagine things, you are really creating visualization. It's not just your imagination. Like if you can see it in your mind, some people have difficulty seeing images in their mind, but focus on how you would feel. Yeah. Um, and so as you're building up that orgasm, you're having that energy come through into your head throughout your body and she was just like, as you're, as you're achieving orgasm and working yourself up to orgasm, imagining a white light feeling your womb. And I've been doing that on again and off again, because sometimes I don't remember when I'm <laughs> in the mood. Um, but I can tell you that a lot of the swelling has gone down um, that I, from what I was suffering from with the uterine fibroids, it's not as painful. I've been able make decisions consciously with the food that I eat, taking more vitamins and aligning with that healing. And at first the, the periods were just really bad. Um, it looks like I'm pregnant because <laughs> my uterus sticks out because of the swelling when I'm getting ready to have a period. Um, I actually 
starting my period today, lo and behold, this morning. Um, so it's like a discomfort. And so it isn't poking into my back as much or poking into my side as much. I can't even stand for long periods of time because of the extra strain of my lower body. And so it, it, it heals when I'm having really bad cramps. You have an orgasm to help your body to release and bring out um, to I can't remember the pleasure hormones. Uh, oh, I think the endorphins, the serotonin, and <laughs> yes, and all of that. And I'm just like, sex is amazing, but because the way that it's talked about and taught, and because the power dynamics, it can be really traumatic. People are even having trouble achieving orgasm and receiving pleasure. If you're so used to giving outside of the bedroom, you may have trouble receiving inside of the bedroom. And so we don't realize the how many aspects of ourselves and how we navigate life really directs how we show up in the bedroom, which is why BDSM is such a great thing when it's done holistically and safely because right. you can take yourself out of certain power dynamics or putting yourself into power dynamics, which can be really, really healing. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry, my mind. No, 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 no. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I gotta say, first off, what occurred, what popped into my head at that last part is that the powers that be, like I don't even think that there are people who are necessarily doing things today, but just the historical context of how we have treated sexuality is designed to keep us from manifesting powerfully. Yes. Um, the other thing, as you were talking, so in the realm of sex magic, like, I like what I, so I have a lot of sexual trauma in my past and I'm healing it now and I feel really good. I mean, I've been healing it for a minute, but like I had this really great breakthrough and I decided to do a ritual last week. And what I was calling in was my sexual autonomy and my agency and my ability to like have and own my boundaries. Cause my life has been quite frankly, a lot of the like go along to get along and kind of just ignoring my own boundaries because culture tells me I'm not really supposed to have them. And I'm like, damn it, this is me. This is my body. I get to own this. I get to own my mind. I get to own my energy and the sacredness of what that is and to create integrity around my sexual practices. So that was huge. And I love the idea of just manifesting, you know, like the desk and everything else you get to create. Um, the I want to talk a bit about like what magic looks like so like we got to talk about like oh is that magic for real I had no idea and there's a lot <laughs> in the realm of like yeah so okay okay so with magic I feel like it's an everyday thing. Anything that you do in, with intention is magic and so literally waking up in the morning and speaking or praying over having a good day or even saying i'm gonna have a good day today before you open your eyes taking the time to meditate taking the time when you cook herbs infusing saying i'm adding this basil in here because i want to call into abundance of the healing energy into my body and so um it's literally like six house Virgo energy. It's taking the everyday things that you do and putting your healing intentions into it. Um, now there are ways, 
even when you don't intentionally do things, it's still, um, it is still magic. So when you're with your partner and they're like, whose pussy is this? This pussy is mine. And you say this pussy is yours and you're building up that orgasm. That's how you create spiritual bonds with people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say if you're not having like a safe relationship of some kind, you could be like, it's on yours on loaner. It's yours for right now. Or you could be like, it's mine. And you don't have to say that. Um, but you also go into like bodily fluids. So we talk about fluids. Yeah for safety reasons, um, not exchanging fluids if you have multiple partners or whatever your boundaries are. But when it comes into sex magic, I don't know if you watch P-Valley, but there was Diamond is the character who um, they express a lot of the magic with the Mississippi types of hoodoo. And one of his boo things was like, um, when you go and bust in my mouth, like I want to swallow your seeds, like that's mine. And he's like, I'm not trying to get hexed because when you're swallowing someone's um, secretions, you're creating a bond with them. Mm -hmm. And that person doesn't have the best intentions for you, then they really could be working on your energy and your energetics. And you can, when we were talking about consent, if you're doing sex magic with someone and you aren't telling them, hey, this is my intentions going into this, this is what I want to do, are you comfortable with that? That is, that could be a form of spiritual rape. That could be coercion. You're taking advantage because you're using their spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. um, out their consent and for me in my interpretation that is hexing someone because now you're tying someone energetically to you who ultimately you did not have the consent for um we talk about period blood and how back in the day because women had to depend on men for safety and security um because they would creep out and there was nothing to stop them from doing that women often you know put the blood in the period blood in the spaghetti to lock them in and keep them at home because that is something we have to do for survival um there's another one where you can basically make a tea um you take your panties off that you've been wearing all day it has your sweat your bodily secretions um you know when the vagina empties itself out and you can basically do a, a tea steep and pour the hot water um, through the panties and then you take your herbs or your coffee and as that person is drinking that they are you're bonding them energetically to you and for a lot of reasons because women now are getting back into spirituality they want to lock someone to them when it's not culturally needed anymore. You just want to have this person who you're not meant to be with in that way. And yeah. so you have men becoming really, really obsessive, stalkerish, and they don't know why, they just want you. They become very possessive when they can already be that way. And a lot of the time when we see some cases of domestic violence and the woman is murdered or the guy is acting crazy it's because she may have decided to hey i'm gonna bury my panties in his backyard i'm gonna make some like pussy seep tea or i'm going like if he's eating my pussy you're thinking in your head you were mine you're bonded to me i'm yours mm -hmm. and that can make people crazy because now they're energetically obsessed with you they you become all that they can think about they may not even be able to think straight and it's dangerous when we're talking about spirituality and spell work and people don't have the proper tools or the proper um, teachers 
to show them like, hey, like this isn't something that you want to dabble with. Um, this isn't something you want to take on. And now if you're in a healthy relationship and you guys are talking about your spirituality and you're on the same page and you're trying to build something together and it doesn't just have to be a romantic relationship um, with my own coming into my own non-monogamy, you can have beautiful relationships with people and they don't necessarily have to look like a traditional um a traditional relationship where you know it's just you and me um realizing I could still have romance and love without having to be in a relationship with someone I do feel like I'm getting off topic a little bit but <laughs> you you can't share this experience and say hey like I want to make magic with you I want to manifest this with you and you guys are together you guys are taking it slow building up that pleasure together um and calling in what you want to call in and that it can be it can be as simple as getting some tickets to a concert you wanted getting a job that you wanted and and that can be really really healing for you both because you're both on the same page you both are actively working together to um, specified yeah. purpose yeah. yeah yeah it's a divine purpose and so I think that can be really beautiful um you can do that with people that you're having casual sex with um I personally want to do it with someone that I know that this is going to be a long-term thing because you have to be careful with who you're bonding yourself with whether we like it or not after we have sex with someone we're forever changed that person is forever changed. That relationship with us is forever changed. We have to, and I, I'm very much pro-ho. I definitely have my ho ways as well. And you just wanna be careful, especially this whole monkeypox thing going around. Mm -hmm. um, you have to really be mindful and intentional with how you share your body, making yeah. sure it tested, making sure that you you don't want to exchange fluids. How what type of barriers you're going to be using? Um, mm -hmm. Because it it's it sex is just so powerful, um, especially if it's pleasurable. Especially if you're achieving orgasm, your your body chemistry is now bonded to this person in a way. And and there are people who are better at separating sex and emotions. I'm not one of them. I like to pretend I am, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> It's really important. I wanted to double back to fluid bonding for a minute because I think that's something that's really common in the world of non-monogamy. And that's not a conversation that happens. It's, I want to say the het world, mono world, monogamy, you know, uh, other things. And um, and so the, like, the term fluid bonding is very, very important. And what you're saying is like energetic bonding is also in that space. So in the world of non-monogamy, it's like if you are choosing the fluid bond with this person, you are taking them into a different level of energy into your space, into how you are operating with your lovers, all these different things. So it's very, very powerful. And, you know, the idea of stealthing and like fluid bonding with someone who doesn't know, like that, not only is it dangerous when it comes to, you know, health practices and disease and all the rest of that, um, but it, it's spiritually detrimental. And I think that's huge to just like acknowledge. Um, oh, you talked, you talked about prayer a couple of times. And one of the things that, you know, how like you see life this way and then all of a sudden everything kind of overlaps <laughs> and makes sense so um 
having grown up Christian, we did a lot of praying, you know, and like praying is very important, is very important, it's all these things. And I realized I'm like, praying correlates to mantras, correlates to chanting, correlates to spells. And people have these things so separate, but I'm like, if you look at each culture and each religion and each context, there are certain things that cross all boundaries. And I think that that's important for people to know, you know, cause it's not even, it's that thing where it's not even intentional, but like you said, that like in everyday life and everyday practices and the way in which we do it. Um, I also wanted to point to meditation. Um, because we're talking about magic and all this other shit. <laughs> so uh, when I first started meditating, I, I, I thought that like I was going against God and I was doing this thing that was wrong and evil because somebody told me you ain't supposed to meditate. <laughs> and I realized through my years, I was like, oh, praying is talking to God. Meditation is listening. Mm that whole dichotomy of the, the manifestation, the give, the receive, I mean, it's, it's powerful, it's powerful. And I'm really grateful that like, you know, we're connecting these dots for people. Um, I just wanted to say, take a second to say, hey, family. <laughs> we got people popping up in the chats um, and it's so good to, to be with y'all. So grateful that you're here. Feel free to post any questions if you like. Um, and getting back to magic. <laughs> Um, you shared this with me and it was something that I kind of knew growing up, but didn't, didn't like, it, it is weird to associate when things get so, um, collaborated and, and, you know, culturally mixed together. So one of the things that I always knew, um, and they call them superstitions. So like, if you spill some salt, throw it over your shoulder, is it that shoulder that to keep the demons off your back? kind of thing um or if a broom hits your foot you're supposed to spit on it stuff like that <laughs> you know that <laughs> or it's not splitting the poles I still hear my mom she would make me walk all the way back around don't split the poles like okay I still can't split a pole to this day me neither, <laughs> me neither. <laughs> and if I do I feel all kinds of ways about it mm -hmm. so I'm just not gonna split the pole Mm-mm, 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 no, ooh, knives in the skillet. Um, there's a whole, whole slew of them. And I think that it's just really beautiful because this is interwoven into our daily lives and what's already happening for us. So to stop segregating and um, what's the word? I don't know, it begins with a D, but <laughs> what? Humanizing, separating. I, I, I didn't hear the actual first word. Oh, demonizing. Like demonizing. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. The otherizing, the demonizing, all these different things. And we leave a lot out for ourselves. Like a lot, a lot. So in the realm of manifesting desks and stuff, I'm gonna manifest a million dollars. That's my next assignment. Here we go. <laughs> um, and it's all powerful. It's all possible. Yes. And even going back to prayer, like a lot of the, um, because our people had to be designed the African traditional religions, um, which shouldn't be loved together because Africa is, that's a whole thousands and thousands of different things. Yep. But 
they they brought their we brought our spirituality with us. We brought you know the the black beans, the um the okra seeds, the the rice with us and planted it and cultivated it. And that's something that you can use for abundance rituals. Um, and even prayer, like you said, the chanting, the affirming, the speaking it out loud because words speak spells, um, you know, especially because we're recording this podcast and it's a Gemini moon. Gemini is ruled by Mercury. Mercury rules over many things like business, e-commerce, um, speaking, um, uh, the, the intersections of the crossroads. So it's like, when we're praying, we are asking for things. We're asking for blessings, protections. Hell, we may even ask to be bring our enemies down um, or to keep whatever illnesses and ailments away from our tent. And if, if people don't realize the book of Psalms is a book of spells, it's prayer protection. Yeah. Any spell with Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. And, and people don't, black people who are still demonizing the things um, that we talk about with spirituality don't even realize they're doing hoodoo. You you make green, collard greens with the ham hocks, the black eyed peas and the cornbread for the new year because you want to be prosperous. That's hoodoo. The right. whole weeping and hitting the foot and spitting on it, that's hoodoo. But we, in my family, we do not mess around about our hair. You burn it or you flush it. You do not leave it. Yes. Because no, that absolutely not. And stay, you know, be talking with family members again and realizing how ingrained it is because it's not just me. She, and she was like, uh-uh, don't comb my baby's hair outside. You, because, and there are some beliefs that a birds will take your hair and use it to build your nest. And then you're going to have migraines and headaches because your hair is being worked upon in a bird's nest. And each family has their beliefs and ideals. And that's why it's so important to have these conversations with our elders about what are our family spiritual practices, religious practices, you can even call it Christianity practices. We don't even realize that altars that we have in our homes with the family pictures and the food and like we're still practicing hoodoo. Um, and I had one post a few years ago that went viral and I was like, baby, you, you are practicing hoodoo when you are reading about your horoscopes and, or, or strategies or going to your pastor for, for prayer work or falling out and catching the Holy Ghost, that's spirits mounting you. Um, the white cloth over the bodies after people have passed out in the church because white is um is purity and it's keeping the um uh, energetic energy off of you wearing black at a funeral collectively and eating yeah. pouring drinks out for your homies who right yeah yep <laughs> the word so you know we are working in our power and our magic every day my my cousin Charde she realizes even without realizing that speech is so powerful because I was talking about things because I wanted to have an honest conversation. She was like, uh-uh, don't even say it. No. And you wanted to have a what kind of conversation? Um, honest conversations like about talks and the kids going back to school. She was like, don't girl, mm-mm, uh, no. And, and literally a few days ago, someone reminded me before that conversation, it was like, oftentimes the stuff, Iris, that you speak with confidence and surety comes to pass. So you need to be careful about what you're saying. <laughs> That's real. That's real. Um, and I love what you're saying, just like that spoken word element of it. So like to really connect some dots there, you think something and it belongs to you. 
and then you speak something and then you've created in the world in existence. And this is anything. Like I was like, I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna start a business. And eventually everybody's like, you started a business. Like it's a whole thing of like creation because when you speak it, you create. And then you create the actions that follow up on the conversation and the context. So like you said, it is bringing it into existence and it's not just, you know, it's not just in those things, but like you said, honest conversation, you know, like self-doubt and, you know, self-deprecation. When you say those things out loud, you are casting spells on yourself that are ultimately going to resonate as true because mm -hmm. that's what you're speaking on yourself. That's yes. what you're saying. Oh. Yes. And then going back to the sex magic, when you're climaxing, not only thinking it, but as soon as you climax, speaking it out loud and saying, this is mine, or I'm healing from this, or I am letting this go. And I, as I orgasm, I'm releasing it and, and giving it away. Um, you know, if you do it on certain cycles of the moon and you have that, um, what's that? It starts with an I, uh, it's not inspiration, it's in intention yes. of eating something or releasing something, I can even break it down even further. And I'm like, okay, so the moon is in Gemini. Gemini is in my third house of communication, inspiration, learning, early childhood development. And these are the, and if the moon is growing, um, that's something that you wanna manifest, bring into fruition. If the moon is full, that's something that you wanna release. Um, and so it's just so expansive and there's so many, there's, I, will, I don't want to say there's not a wrong way to do these things when it comes to sex magic and work because there are rules that you want to be aware of. You do want to be spiritually safe as well as physically safe. Um, and unfortunately, due to the disconnect of colonization, a lot of us are having to learn. For me, it's being guided by spirit and the most high because when I'm being led towards something that I know is for me, my heart lights up, I feel it in my chest, in my body. And that's how spirit speaks to me, which that's how I was led back to tarot and divination and astrology. Um, and so it's like, and like you said, we've been forced to not honor our first voices and our intuition um, because that is how our higher power is guiding us. That is how our angels and our honorable ancestors are speaking to us through our abilities, everyone has the gift of divination. Everyone has the gift of not, and every, different people have different abilities that are stronger than others. Like I can see spirits, auras from time to time. Um, mm -hmm. People can hear things and think they're going crazy and think they're schizophrenic. And, right. you know, but that's, that's their abilities coming up. And because we have been disconnected through the knowledge and our guides, you have people who don't know how to deal with their abilities. My mother, um, the womb donor, because we don't talk, uh, she had the gift of sight. We have come from a long line of seers. Mm. And I was trying to be sneaky with my little girlfriend. She came up to me and she was like, I had a dream that you were kissing a girl. And I was like, I don't know where you got that from. Uh, <laughs> I don't, and then that led her to go through my phone. And I was, you know, sexting my little girlfriend in high school. And I was just like, uh, you know oh, yeah yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> yes yes I um I love that you say that because one of the things I wanted to put in is all things with good intention 
You know, it's like when you step into it and you have good intentions, that's going to make all the difference in how you interact with these, uh, with these experiences, with the spirits, how, you know, like the things that impact your life and growing up, everyone was like, oh, wow, you're so wise. You're so ahead of the curve and, or not curve, but like, you know, like, like the shit you think we ain't quite got to yet. <laughs> where are you from? They would ask me, where are you from? And, um, and it was really fascinating. Uh, when I was in high school, I went to a church. It was an evangelical church and the spirit, the pastor actually, uh, she laid hands on me. She pulled back and she was like, you are a prophet. And then just like, kept it pushing and I think it's so funny because like she really shared that with me and it's true like I'll have dreams I'll have visions I'll like see things and I'm like that shouldn't and really it's intuition and it's that connection with you know what's guiding me you know the things that are out there guiding and impacting how I'm gonna move through my life so I thought that was really funny when I compared it to the verse in the Bible that talks about not trusting the soothsayers and the, you know, the, the people over here who were doing the magic, like don't trust them, but wait, 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 we don't do our magic, but don't trust their magic. <laughs> and it's so, it's so funny to me, the way that that transpired. Yes. And can we go back to the laying of the hands? Ooh, <laughs> And the baptisms, because the baptism is a spiritual bath, and you don't, you can baptize yourself. I've, I've been doing it all week, and and then you go into the laying of the hands and the healing energy. That's Reiki. That's Ooh. a form. And and then we go to anoint the oil, and you can anoint your own oil with your own intentions. I use an abundance oil. There's um someone who works different oils, and conjures them to fit the energy of the planets and has go for each planet and depending on what type of use that you have for that oil that's that intention and it's like you got me fucked up because <laughs> it's like being a child and realizing I'm gay and the all of the like charmed was really exciting to me growing up and I was like why would God send me to hell if he's implanted, they, she has implanted these urges within me, um, these wants within me that resonate with me so much more than the church. And I used to think something was wrong with me because I wasn't falling out. I'd be playing Pokemon or sleeping or reading or texting. It wasn't, it wasn't resonating with me. And we need to go towards the things that are resonating with us because that's where our healing and our power is. And we need to claim it. Absolutely. Can we double back to the he, she, they with the mm -hmm. conversation around God and just the that aspect of like, for, for me, I've always heard it. And I think you shared the whole idea of like being two spirit or non-gender or in that like middle path is it's actually a closer connection to God and like yeah. across. Yeah. Across spiritual practices. Yeah. It's a shame what white supremacy has done to our trans non-gender conforming um gender bending gender outside third gender all, there's so many other genders because those were our most powerful healers they walked the duality of both identities um depending on what their gender expression was because they were able to see 
both sides of the spectrum. And when you're able to take yourself outside of the social constructs out of that binary, you're able to interpret things much differently. You have much more freedom to receive the information. They, they were our shamans. They were our spiritual energetic practitioners. They were our soothsayers and seers. Um, all the, the, you know, they were spellcasters. And, and that's where a lot of our power is. Even when you go into the Orishas, there's a gender non-conforming Orisha, Loki, yeah. in that type of um, mythology was a gender non-conforming. So was Zeus. And so you have these shapeshifters. Mm. Yes. yes. Mm. <laughs> because Zeus was a little freak. He used to go change into all these other things and cheat on Hera. Um, you know, and, and Loki was, um, Zeus was a freak. Go ahead. Yeah. Yes. And Loki was a mother we, and, and had a child when, in, when he was in his, um, woman form. And so it's just like, this gender thing is not anything new. We just finally have a new language and understanding what to call it. But you know, like Uncle Clifford in P Valley, they don't always have the the the, the vocabulary to say what Uncle Clifford is. And Uncle Clifford don't even know how Uncle Clifford be like. I'm just Uncle Clifford, but Uncle Clifford is um, a sex sexually a man but identifies as a woman identifies as a womanly and feminine being yeah. and a powerful one at that helping these girls in this strip club to reclaim their power and have a place to make money right and sorry just throw some languaging in there uh, assigned male at birth so amen <laughs> for yeah go ahead <laughs> no no i appreciate it and I, that's why we're having this conversation and conversations are so important because you may miss things, I may miss things, but we're filling in the gaps and sex is a conversation with words. And sometimes I like to talk to during sex. I, I have a, uh, what's it called? Not a dead group. I think I'm a little dead creation kink, but an aff affirmation kink, a praise kink. Yes. Oh. I, I, Yes, I love being submissive. I, I want to be a good girl, you know, and and that brings me confidence because it's like, I am a good girl. I'm doing my best, <laughs> you know, but it's also the affirmations and love that I didn't receive growing up. So being able to have that with a safe partner in a sexual setting, it, it's like healing my inner child, healing my inner teenager who who wanted to feel those things but wasn't able to and when I'm able to take control sexually in the bedroom that is healing the child and the teenager and the adult who did not have the autonomy to take control in real life right Ooh, that's real that's real um all right do you have any resources information things that you want to share with everybody before we wrap up we gonna continue this in the in the after chat y'all <laughs> Um, so I just opened up my own Etsy shop for divination and astrology services. Um, I can grab the link and put it in the chat in just a bit. Um, as far as resources, if you're in the Bay Area, please hit up Original Black Print as well as EB Prec. They are two orgs that are doing amazing work here for the community, and they definitely could continue using the support. They are here doing the ground level work every single day. Um, and if you're in Sacramento, you have WAPA and Black Women United, as well as many other resources for the Black community. Um, Juju's podcast, if you want a teacher for um, spirituality and just want a start 
in spirituality. Um, oh God, there's just so, follow me, Iris Divine Messages on Instagram. I'm going to eventually be starting a workshop series on spirituality. So definitely stay in tune for that. Um, resources, resources, resources. Yeah, there's just so, just start somewhere. There's a lot um, of books online for hoodoo um, make sure it's by a black author because white people are out here making money off of black spirituality so you might as well take your piece of the pie too and they're trying to call on our spirits our spirits that were created for our individual healing and reparations so you better start doing the spiritual work because one person or two people in your family who are aware cannot venerate and heal their generation alone right Start being more minded. Start doing your healing. Start start somewhere. Okay, you just have to start. So I'm gonna go grab that link and drop it in your chat right Beautiful. now. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And we're gonna make sure that all of the links and resources you shared are available. Uh, Betty's gonna make sure those get into the chat or where they go because she's awesome. Uh, and yeah. Uh, oh, wanna also shout out the Juju podcast. Yes, I caught a few episodes and I was like. Ooh, damn, that's good information. <laughs> so if you want to see and hear how these things connect and just all the dots we got, please definitely check those out. Um, yes, we got the we got the links popping through. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap us up for the day. Iris, while you grab those links, so much gratitude for having you here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. The ITCAST is our community outreach podcast that increases diversity in conversations on health and sexuality. Through this work, we are creating a world where all people feel loved, honored, and respected. Don't forget about our upcoming events. We have The Chase coming November 4th through 7th. And I'll just be honest, if I haven't said it, it's a kink event. It's fucking wonderful. We're going to, again, hot tub, woods, all types of fun things. Shit, I don't want to do. I'm sorry. You can. <laughs> yes. No. Don't apologize. Like, yeah, it, it's wonderful. We uh, get into our garb and our gear and whatnot, and then we actually, literally, uh, it's a non-sexual kink event. Uh, we dress up like whatever is our energetic presencing at that time. Most of the time, I like to be a cat. Um, so. <laughs> we're gonna have to cat it up in the woods <laughs> oh so uh so yeah basically grown-ass adults playing hide and seek in the woods it's wonderful that's the chase um and then we have the global sexual health and freedom summit coming up uh this february 4th and 5th all virtual early bird tickets are going uh, gonna be coming up soon rsvp at sexhealthsummit.com and i want to make sure everyone is clear this is a global conversation that we're creating so in all honesty we're gonna need your support and your attendance and your assistance to make sure that this conversation can reach everyone on the planet so um, get one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, set up a free connection session so that we can talk about what you need and what you want to create. Uh, also, please ask us anything. We have the link in the chat. Uh, go ahead and submit those questions completely anonymously if you like, and uh, we would love to answer and address them on the show. You can definitely check out the bonus content because like I said, we're going to go and, you know, have a little kiki because that's what they say these days. <laughs> 
<laughs> and uh, you check that out. Learn more about our work at theitcast.com. Subscribe to this YouTube channel and share with your community. See you Thanks. next week. Bye, y'all.